Recording. My uh, references are getting uh, old. <laughs> that is, no, I believe, no. an ad from the 90s. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Quiz hot shot, you can't blank the beat. Is it A, joint? Is it B, stop? Is it C, sell? Or is it D, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or is it E, all of the above? Uh, you can't boil the beat. Mm, I mean, that's how you make borscht, Cameron. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> roast, roasted beets are pretty good. They are quite good. Um, I think I made borscht one time by roasting beets and then putting them in the soup. And by that, I mean to say, I'm Maddie Hunt, and this is Think Outside the Box Set, <laughs> the Internet's only outrage machine. Woo! I'm Cameron DeWitt. Maybe we have some new listeners. Uh, thanks to the Hello, Flophouse. Hello, Flophouse for- listeners. For taking our money yes <laughs> to run an ad with you uh make yourself at home um i actually do you take I, your shoes off yes please take your shoes off um this is a shoes off podcast <laughs> um, what are you doing? I, I had a bit i was What's gonna going do let's there? see if i can make it work oh, okay let's <laughs> let's do the bit i oh, want to no. edit this out it'll feel yeah. very uh very organic this is the best i can do gonna play the flop house podcast theme song and be like welcome to the flop house thanks for joining us <laughs> um the only version of it i can find on youtube is slow flop house podcast theme which is stretched out to one hour <laughs> so if this That's shows really like flop house, i recognize the note yeah it's a good note <laughs> okay well so much for my bits if you know what i mean <sighs> well, them's the breaks. If you're here them's. from the Flophouse, thanks for checking us out. We are a podcast about checking out artists' back catalogs. Um, we check into artists who may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. Um, we started That's with right. Garth Brooks. Then we moved on to Insane Clown Posse. We hit um, Smash Mouth along the way. There's been a lot. Um, we were very different. We, we started in a very different place than we are now. And now we are getting it up with the village people and we've gotten to their most popular, most successful, most critically acclaimed album, Can't Stop the Music, from 1980. <laughs> yeah, so um, at some point, hopefully, we'll make do on our uh, promise to watch this film for our uh, bonus Patreon-only show. Uh, but we did listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack was one of their studio albums, which is part of what we cover. And it was, as far as I know, more successful than the film. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's true. Like the bodyguard, Um, which you've also covered on the show. It's true. Um, I don't think it took a lot to, um, make it more successful than the film because the film is like infamously bad apparently 
Yeah, I'm uh, excited to watch it. Uh, yeah, uh, Can't Stop the Music, the the titular song, pretty fun. Um, the rest of it, other than YMCA, which is just their original version of YMCA, it's not a new version. Uh, the rest yeah. of it's pretty forgettable. Milkshake's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that there was a Milkshake song before I know, right? the uh, early aughts Milkshake song. Uh, so that was fun. Their uh, milkshake brings that, all the boys this, to the yard also. I think this album's fairly boring. Um, there are some ways that there is some kind of more care put into it than some of the other albums. Uh, but uh, I cared less about the lyrics. And um, it felt like a jukebox musical, but with songs that I didn't know. <laughs> It really does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a real, like, smorgasbord. And there's definitely some, like, covers in there. Um, there's a, uh, a cover of a song by the Ritchie family. Although, Mo- Morali and Belolo are first credited songwriters. That's interesting. Um, yeah, we're back to the to the um, the songwriting team of Jacques Morali, Henri Belolo, Phil Hurt, and Peter Whitehead. Oh yeah, from the from their first album, huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. the first two. Yeah, I wonder if like "Can't Stop the Music" was like a B side or something from like their first couple albums. Because um, also, it's it's very incongruous to um, hear a disco record, you know. Um, uh-huh. At this time in 1980, yeah, <clears throat> the the disco backlash is like, let's see, like two years. It's like two years into the disco backlash at this point, um, and it's kind of like ballsy to be like, yeah, backlash. Well, you can't stop the music, um, but it also. Do you think that's what that song's about? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that just the song is about how cool music is and how much they like it. Just about how music is like a universal language and it yeah. brings us all together. And Music make you lose control, I think, is... is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I would love to cover Missy Elliott, not because I necessarily think that she's dismissed or misunderstood or unrecognized, but um, just because I would like to listen to that music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at some point we're just going to start getting into just artists that we want to talk about and cover. Miley <laughs> um, Cyrus has a new album coming out. Oh my God. That might be a good season. Yeah. Did we talk about Miley? Smiley Smyrus? Are you asking if we've had a season on her before? I don't remember. Cameron, we've done we so haven't. many artists. <laughs> <laughs> we've done so many artists. <laughs> Uh, don't give me we have not talked about her we have not listened to her music okay thank you um uh there's also oh i texted you about it um macklemore is coming out with a new album this march oh that'll be great yes so i'm sure it'll be really good for for the people who are just joining us um we go through and we um keep up with artists as they release new work um so Shania's coming out with a new album this year, Macklemore, probably some other people. 
I wonder if Eminem is coming out. God, we need to like, I don't know. We need to do something. Well, first we need to get a list of the artists we've covered and then see if there's a way for us to like just keep up with them and An the RSS new releases. feed or something. Yeah, totally. I mean, every time we end a season, I search through every single artist because I because I get panicky about not knowing what our palate cleansers are going to be. <laughs> it's very destabilizing to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yeah. ready to talk about these songs. Should we talk about these songs? Um, maybe we should talk about... Did we talk about... I don't know. The movie, I think, is something we could touch on a little bit. Um, just based on like what we've read about it, like on the Wikipedia article. It's, it's a really bizarre movie about... It's like a semi-fictionalized biography of the village people, the group. Um, but it doesn't have... Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me just read you some of the synopsis. Songwriter Jack Morel, a reference to village people creator Jacques Morali, gets a break DJing at local disco Saddle Tramps. Huh. That's like an ICP, like... Big money rustlers type name. Uh-huh. <laughs> His roommate, Samantha Sam Simpson, is a supermodel newly retired at the peak of her success. Uh, she sees the response to a song that he wrote for her, Samantha, the song, and agrees to use her connections to get him a record deal. So, the village people, as we all know, began with heterosexuality and yeah. supermodels. <laughs> female supermodels. Um... Oh, God. Um, yeah, then there's, like, they recruit their neighbors and Saddle Tramp waiter slash go-go boy Felipe Rose, David Scarhodo, and finds Randy Jones on the streets of Greenwich Village, offering dinner in return for their participa- participation. So they just ran- round up a bunch of, like, random dudes and, like, hey, you want to be in this band? And they're like, sure, if if we have dinner. And so that's what they do. I'm um, so hungry. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so it's weird. Um, and it sounds bad. It doesn't. It doesn't involve the, the other weird thing is like um, the original lead singer uh, Victor Willis was not involved at all, and he's not even mentioned. But it has a bunch of other actual village people. Yes, I mean it has all the rest. Interesting. Um, that's Whoa, really Caitlyn Jenner plays a character named Ron White. Whoa, who's Ron White? Oh, um, uh, he's a lawyer from St. Louis who's mugged by an elderly woman on his way to deliver a cake that Sam's <laughs> sister sent and arrives disconcerted. What? Ron, I would be disconcerted too, yeah. Jesus. Mugged by an elderly woman, Ron, pawed all night by the man-hungry Brecht, is overwhelmed by the culture shock of it all, and leaves. Man-hungry. Yeah, well, that didn't... You know what? You know In what doesn't sit right with me? When women want to have sex. <laughs> um, you don't get subject status. How dare you? Something's wrong with you. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my God. What? Spilling leftover lasagna on himself. Sam and Jack help him remove his trousers. (laughs) Not even fresh lasagna. (laughs) I know, right? Leftover lasagna. Sam and Ron spend the night. And then he offers his Wall Street office to hold auditions. Oh, my God. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, this is this is so bizarre. Um, let's see. And it was colossal failure. That's what Wikipedia says. Estimated at $20 million um, to make, brought in only a tenth of that in gross revenue, and is considered one of the reasons for the downfall of AFD. I don't know what AFD is. Hmm. Uh, Associated Film Distribution. Yeah. So uh, this is also a movie podcast. So you don't even have to ever listen to another episode of the podcast ever again, because we'll cover it also. So movies. Um, Thanks, boys. <laughs> yes. Um, now, do you want to talk about the music? Yeah. Um, this this um, album is, it was impossible to find the, I mean, it's not on Spotify. Um, and uh, it was really hard to find... Um, well, technically, it is on Spotify, but only the first track is available. Oh. It lists the rest of the track, but they're all grayed out. It's really oh, weird. that's odd. Sorry. I, so, uh, so we listened to a version on YouTube. What? I'm so professional. I'm trying to get the sound samples loaded. Okay. We listened yeah. to a version on YouTube that is just someone playing their vinyl with a bunch of skips. I don't yes. know if the vinyl itself has skips or their player does. They're not using uh, a good they're player. Just play- That's yeah. something. Uh, they're just playing. They, they just play it on YouTube. They made a video of it. Uh, and in the, you know, between the A and the B side, they go over and they flip it over. And <laughs> ostensibly they're just sort of like hanging out listening to uh can't stop the music yeah. like i was <laughs> totally and that's definitely something that people would want to do oh yeah because it's such a good album um yeah let's start with you can't stop the music although that probably seems like maybe the end credit song or something but let's start with it because it's the first track Is this the most lyrics they've ever written? Oh, good question. This song is so long, it's and long. there are so many lyrics in it. Mm-hmm. And they're all pointless. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get kind of progressively uh, less consequential. Um, you know, they have some. I don't know. I mean, none of them are consequential, but they say like, it's really something magic to lose. It would be tragic. Can't you feel the sound moving through the ground? Music makes the world go around. Um, I don't know. There's some like, uh, semi forgivable platitudes in there, but, um, by the end they say, um, uh, tell the sun, don't shine. Stop old father time. Uh, and uh, music. No, no, no. That, that's a better lyric than music in your car at your, at your local bar. And then they say, there's music when you look at a star. 
It's not. Um, <laughs> that's, that's patently untrue. Unless, unless Jiminy Cricket. Music is on a plane? There. On a train? It's, it's very uh, Music green eggs and ham. In yes. a box. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Would you listen on a boat? <laughs> Would you listen in a boat? <laughs> yes. It's also kind of threatening at times. Everyone you meet, the children in the street, are swaying to the rhythm. There's something moving in them. There's no place to hide, so why even try? <laughs> yeah. Music will find you. It's hey, what really do you think something about this magic. Lyric? To lose it would be tragic. Hmm? Music, when we love... For the moon above. Huh. Um, what? Music for the show of life mm-hmm. that never ends. Huh. My favorite, like, lyrical device, which is saying the, the blank of life. <laughs> yes. That's always a good choice. <laughs> yeah. The strongest simile. Um... Take the cold from snow, tell the trees don't grow, tell the wind don't blow, because it's easier. No, you can't stop the music. Yeah, the, that's the a beat little is gonna bit get better. You. The beat is going to get That's a little bit better. Ch- trying to, like, paint music as, like, this sort of primal source. I don't really care, mm-hmm. but, like, I agree, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then it says there's music in the way we kiss. You the can't resist. You huh. Musical lip smacking. Mm. Love it. Um, <sighs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Music in her walk. Music when we talk. Ah, uh, music. Just accept uh, it. Yeah, it's yeah. music. I swear. There's music everywhere. Um, this this reminds me a little bit oh. of this uh, this episode of Bobby's World. Oh, uh, did you ever watch that show? No. Um, it was the show with like I think Howie Mandel played Bobby. Oh wait, is this cartoon? Hang on, is this the one? I could have sworn it was. Um, am I confusing it? Wasn't it Louie Anderson? Wasn't wasn't there a little uh, show with starring Louie so. Anderson as a kid? You're right, um, Howie Mandel. Was, uh, yeah, there's this song with uh, where where they talk about how there's like music everywhere, and I think it's a better song. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Life with Louie. Oh no, it's not that. Okay. Uh, I was Bobby's looking for world. a sound sample, but there's one episode, like full episode, that's on YouTube. But I, I think we'd have to scrub through the whole thing to find it. So I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna. Um, we have a Discord for this show. Um, it's free to join. The link will be in the show notes. I'm gonna post on the Discord a um, uh, uh, image from um, Louis Life with Louis. Oh, good. <laughs> so you can see. So we can all see. See? You want to play my uh, sound samples? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, oh, Fly to the Bumblebee. Here we go. Keep two loves apart. Mend a broken heart. Catch a fallen star. That's my cheesy. I know you Wow. That's the most extra... <laughs> 
<laughs> violin section line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes on for like 16 bars. <laughs> yeah, it's really long. <laughs> um, you also okay, have like great bass, also funny lyrics, you say. Music where we love for the moon above. Music for the show of life that never ends. Music on a plane. Music on a train. Sailing on the ocean. Oof. Music in the motion. <laughs> yes. Lovely playing. Yes. It's it's that style of bass playing that's like very muted. Like there is no sustain in the notes. Mm-hmm. It's like your finger lifts, your left hand finger lifts the moment you play a note. So everything's like really tight. Yeah. It sounds so good. I wonder about, do you know about that? Like some bassists like to put like, um, like an armband around their neck so that all, so that there's no sustain once you lift your finger. Um, I wonder how old that is. That's a good point. I'd always um, heard of people doing that to like mute the overtones, like for um, st- like you're playing one string and the other ones will like be ringing in sympathetic vibration. Um, right. But I suppose you could use it to mute the string, but you'd still have to I lift your finger off because you to mute it. I, I assume that like it was so that you couldn't play open strings, so that. You know, sing, yeah. So, like what you said, so that strings wouldn't ring sympathetically, and so that they would mute as soon as you lift it, like a piano. If you don't have the pedal down, mm. um, yeah, I don't know, because um, yeah, you'd still have to um, be very careful about you know lifting your finger off. Um, there's also, um, you know, you can do like palm muting. Also, um, basses at one point also. Tended to come with like, um, like foam mutes that you could either you know flip up or install or have available. Oh. Um, so that that is something people did also at some point too. So I don't know. Um, it's a cool sound though. I like it. Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine as a banjo player just because like the banjo has the least sustain of any instrument possible, and I'm always <laughs> like trying to hold on to notes as long as possible. <laughs> it's hard to imagine playing an instrument so powerful that so. you have to like limit it mm-hmm. mechanically with like and not with technique, or else <laughs> it'll make too much noise. If only. If only. <laughs> One can dream. Maybe someday I'll get an electric, uh, an electric banjo. Oh my god! Oh my god! Get one of those gold tones. Holy shit! I wonder what like the um, sustain is like on those. Probably fairly good, I'd imagine. Yep. Anyway. Um, well, well. Well. One thing I want to mention is that uh, there's this. I think it's kind of a disco sound, which is minor key and then parallel minor or parallel major key chorus which i think is a little bit rare where it's like you uh often when there's a key change between minor and major it's the relative so like if you're in c minor you would go up to e flat major but uh parallel is when you go from c minor to c major Mm -hmm. which i think is it's an interesting sound Mm-hmm. And the I think the first two songs of this album do that. Hmm. 
Um, can you play the sound sample again? And we'll see if it covers the chorus, either going from the verse to the chorus or from the chorus to the verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, I, I guess you didn't start the sound sample quite oh, soon it? enough to... Well, you could just play a uh, one of my sound samples from the um, Great Bass, because Do, Mi, So, Do, that's the major key, right? Mm-hmm. And then let's listen to my sound sample, which will be the minor key. Okay. Music where we love, for the moon above, music for the show of it's the same but uh but minor Mm -hmm. yeah so i i think that's kind of an interesting an interesting sound that i feel like i've heard more in disco than in other genres Mm -hmm. should i don't know should we talk about samantha i don't know which songs i don't want to talk about most of these songs okay (laughs) If this is your first episode, congratulations for joining on a boring episode where we're really tired and the album's bad. So it's great. I would I would imagine that people are starting on the first <laughs> the first episode of the season. I'd hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about this. I mean, let's listen to it. I guess I don't know. It's it's always so funny to see the village people um, go so hetero. <laughs> it's just such a weird. Like, what are you guys doing? What's what? Um, so yeah, let's let's listen. lovely yeah because everyone knows that the village people are so hetero so straight i'm like a baby in a candy store (laughs) what babies love candy (laughs) babies love candy everyone knows this um god it's so bizarre Samantha. Yeah, this is about the supermodel that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the retired supermodel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a song for her. I don't know who's supposed to be singing it uh, in the film, but I think one of the tensions, the dramatic tensions in the film, is that um, Samantha is trying to get the protagonist a record deal but the producer that she's trying to uh work with uh is only interested in doing a favor for samantha if they can rekindle you know a fling Mm -hmm. 
so I wonder if this song is by like supposed to be from the perspective of that producer. Um, so I don't know. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. Um, from the synopsis, it seems like um, uh, that it, he was just like writing a song about her or like likes her for some reason. I mean, it's it's kind of a um, uh, the the what's the Ah, oh, fuck. Um, no, no, no. My, my Sharona is the song I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. Have you, have you heard the story of that song? No. The, this, the band, the, um, God, I forget their name, but it doesn't really matter. Um, they were, like, practicing um, in, like, one of their bedrooms or something at one point. Um, and one of the guys had a sister named Sharona, who was, like, 12 years old or something. And... They're like uh, one of the, one of the other guys is like, oh my god, she's so hot, and um, wouldn't it be great if uh, wouldn't it be great no. if we made it if I made it with her or something? That's why he oh though, he's, has the lines about I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. Oh no, yeah, I didn't know that's what that song was out. Yes. What that song was about. Yes, that it's, sucks. Uh, not great. Well, there are some like. Uh, worrisome lyrics in here. The first lyric is, baby, my will is wearing thin. Huh. My will to what? Not be a predator? <laughs> I mean, I think from context, that seems to be true. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Um, later on, they say, uh, my love won't be denied. Uh... How about so. do deny it, please? <laughs> it, would, it would mean a lot to yeah. me if you would deny it, please. <laughs> please, please deny it. Please do, do deny it. Okay, let's move on. What other songs do we want to talk about? Um, God, I don't know. Give me a break. I, the Kit Kat I wrote song. that there's fun production on The Sound of the City. We should definitely talk about Milkshake. Yes. And... That's basically all I have to talk about on this album. This album's pretty boring. It's not good. Um, I kind of want to listen to Give Me a Break because it's okay. um, a cover of a song by the Ritchie family. Um, yeah, but I don't know if they... They must have like changed the lyrics or like something. I mean, that's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, this is uh, a song about, I guess, having um, self-respect and going through, you know, being having enough merit, but not being respected for the merit that you have in a system that ostensibly is a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, you know, about kind of... Uh, a justifiable entitlement, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm on, curious what the break. context is in the film. Yeah, what this is supposed to be about. Let's see. Let's see if it if the um, synopsis like lists. So seems like it's you know kind of about like 
It's not listed in the specifically synopsis. being a woman. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a woman. I deserve. I deserve a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what you don't give, I will take. Yeah, I mean, it's this is like I mean, historically speaking, there's a lot of like anxiety around this time for like the women, the quote unquote women's lib movement, which I don't know if any uh-huh. feminists ever called it that, but lots of dudes <laughs> definitely did. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so maybe this song is like about that or in response to that or allied with that somehow. I'm not really sure. Um, uh, when I was reading um, The Right to Sex by Amiya Cernavasan, uh, she talks a lot about how uh, the feminist movement at one point sort of became about women being able to work Mm-hmm. And to be, you know, exist in the workforce, and uh, sort of Austin talks about the kind of inherent racism of that because black women have always been a part of the workforce, mm-hmm. but white women have not, um, and so there's this sort of like inherent erasure there. But it's like, well, we we should work too, and we should, you know, uh, be right there along uh, with the men, and specifically the white men. You know, and how, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like the feminist um, movement from like white women has, you know, at times called for things that in some ways, you know, like black women already had. It's like, we were, we've been working this whole time. (laughs) We've been working our fucking asses off. Right. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh. That's why second wave feminism exists. Um, or wait, third wave. Sorry. Second wave is like the, um, we should be professionals and join the workforce. Um, yeah. So I guess that's all I have to say about this song. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, I mean, it, it's a cool sound. I like it. It has female lead Good vocals. Um, honestly, it, it almost seems like, people. yeah, I don't, I mean, is this even a Village People song? Like, are they it's even a Village on it People at all? Movie song? Yeah, I mean, is, to what extent is this actually a Village People album? You know, I mean, Bololo and Morali wrote it. You know, I mean, supposedly. I, who are the Richie? Who's the Richie family? I think like Lionel and the others. Oh, very. I don't good. know what the others are, but um, I think that's okay, the idea. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see what else. Liber- Wait, we got to talk about liberation, I think. Right? We, you want to talk about that one? Sure. Ah, sorry. fun hearing that like bass um there's like actually some harmony going on it's like a bass singer the emphasis on liberation Mm -hmm. is funny Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) (laughs) well Um, uh okay (laughs) 
Um, this is this is less less interesting than that first Village People album where they're like talking about you know gay rights and uh, being yourself in public and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot more to unchew there, unchew, unpack. I, huh. I was trying to say chew on and unpack at the same time. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> what an interesting approach. Um, yes there are lives that we must stand up and shake if there are contributions we're gonna make there's a lot of like kind of uh, recursive hypotheticals Mm -hmm. in this song Uh, we surely noticed that we won't be denied yeah I mean (laughs) these are bad lyrics (laughs) these are really bad Um, uh, I mean, I appreciate the message and like, you know, this is, I mean, it's at this point, it's like 11 years after Stonewall, they've been through all the seventies. They had like, you, you, like you mentioned their first album had like some pretty explicit calls for like liberation and, um, fighting for one's freedom and, and whatnot, fighting for one's right to party, um, et cetera. Um, <laughs> Mm. there's a lot of like backwards syntax here which is not my favorite out of our way because we're ready to fly and for this right we stand here willing to die um and it's god it's it's so non-specific liberation for who for what like yeah. I, I think they were a bit more clear about liberation for whom in their first album yep yeah. Yeah. This so. is the this is the thing I've been thinking about lately, uh, which is <laughs> like the, this idea that um, you know free speech or liberation or any of these other ideals are like inherently valuable, like in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anyone can take these ideas and apply them to their own um, fucked up. Uh, priorities mm-hmm. and agendas, exactly. you know, and it's, uh, or even like pacifism, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, or civility, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like by themselves without a direction, they're, they're just tools and they're kind of pointless and can be, you know, used for good or evil. I don't, I don't necessarily think this song had an impact or was powerful enough to be used <laughs> in bad faith mm-hmm. but oh, uh yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but yeah i i think songs like this are you know it's like that like fucking dixie chick song you know it's like i'm an army of one mm-hmm. uh it's like no you're vaguely referring to a zeitgeist movement and then kind of saying that you're the only one who's doing anything about it, but then you're not talking about any specifics and you're Mm -hmm. not implicating yourself and your own whiteness in any way that (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah. uh, I think this is a a generally distasteful thing to do. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's one of those things where like, if you ask a lot of Americans, if they are, if they believe in free speech just as a principle, 
Um, you might even like ask them, like, do you believe in like just unlimited free speech? I think a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, totally. But then if you're like actually apply it to real world examples, you'd be like, oh, so you think that like people should just be, be able to send like child pornography all over the place all the time, whenever they want. Right. They'd be like, well, actually. Um, so like none of these principles and none of these um, like rights or anything are unlimited and nobody actually yeah. wants them to be, but they think that they do sort of like when yeah. it comes to like violence. Um, if you, I mean, if you ask people is violence wrong, I think a lot of Americans would say, yeah, <coughs> excuse me. But then they also um, love violence all the time for everything. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, eliminationist rhetoric. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be applied to queer people, but I also think, uh, or trans people especially, but I don't, but I also think that like all cops are bastards, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yes. And, uh, and yeah, I've been uh, meaning to talk to you about your double standards, Cameron. Yeah, (laughs) it is a double, you know, I mean, it is a double standard if you're, if you think that the issue is the, the method or the tool, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I think often an issue with neoliberalism is that it is talking about the tool, the, if you, if they go, if they go low, we go high. It's like, uh, I think there are some ways that that is true, but ultimately it's like, no, I want, uh, certain people to feel uncomfortable until mm-hmm. they behave differently and until they conform mm-hmm. to the way that I want them to behave and that I think that they should behave, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm all for nonconformity uh, except for, for the people who aren't conforming to the way that I want them to behave. You know, <laughs> I have an agenda, you mm-hmm. know, and like I have priorities and I have values, you know, and it's, uh, there's no sort of like neutrality and there's always going to be things that I accuse, you know, right-wing people of doing that I will do in a left-wing way and feel justified in doing. Of course. Yeah. Like, you know, punching a Nazi. Not that I've had the opportunity to do that yet. Um, we should but, all be you so know, lucky. That, yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know, paradox of tolerance and all that. Yeah, exactly. But all that to say, um, I wish they were a bit more specific about, yeah, the liberation. Like, I'm sure the liberation for Nazis are really good in the uh, in the film. Yes, I'm sure it's really potent oh and activating and radicalizing. Let's see. Um, I'll, I'll read this the we paragraph from the. <laughs> From the synopsis, Ron's new idea for her hostel space is the YMCA. The ensuing production of her YMCA features its athletic denizens in various states of undress. The film is one of the few non-R-rated offerings to feature full frontal male nudity. Huh. Interesting. So there's... It's a little gayer than, uh, than I thought. <laughs> I always think that it's interesting that people talk about frontal nudity. Because I want to... Are you showing whole? That's the that's the final frontier, <laughs> or back tier, oh, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, please show hold. Um, god, that's so funny. Um, the group cuts a demo, liberation for Marrakesh Records. 
But Steve sees limited appeal, and Sam refuses his paltry contact- contract. Reluctant to use her savings, they decide to self-finance by throwing a pay party. Is a pay party something? I've never heard that term before. What the hell is that? I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> um... So yeah, it's basically just a song that they're like, hey, we're going to record this song as an audition or something. So that's the way it's used in the movie. So it's it's very um, convicting. It's such a, they're talking about the issues and keeping it funky and not integrating it into their film in any way. Um, you wanted to talk about, was it uh, the city one? The sound of the city? Skip Magic Night? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Here's the I think this is about New York City. Oh, you think? It does not. The production is really fun. All those like clanging cymbals and like timpanies and stuff. Yeah, it's very broad, very Broadway. Very Broadway. Very like classic. New York Broadway. is a cop on the beat. Oh, all New Yorks are bastards. <laughs> um, uh, New York is the mecca. That's Broadway. Hang on, I don't think New York <laughs> is the mecca. I think Mecca might be the mecca. <laughs> <laughs> then they yeah. say New York is the style on the girl. Huh. What do you know? Uh, um, yeah, Uptown or the Bronx or Harlem. New York is a city with pride. Listen to the sound of the city. New York is both future and past. I mean, it's not my favorite song about New York. What are your thoughts about New York? Uh smelly dirty big um hard to live in and probably not worth it for a lot of people yep. i don't think it would be worth it for me to be living in new york and i think i would i think i just enjoy the culture and like vibe of portland more um also dirty and smelly and hard to live in yes but not as much as new york yeah totally um yeah it's uh it's fun to like visit and like walking around Manhattan's a really fun time. Like walking up Sixth Avenue, checking out the village, going to Joe's Pizza, just being you like, know, "Yeah, the only I'm place walking that I've here. seen that I've seen a, a prehistoric sloth ever. That's not so, a nice thing to call someone, cool. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an old elderly woman, and just because she was trying to mug you doesn't mean you should call her insults. <laughs> All right, let's fucking talk about milkshake and then be done. Let's bring it to the yard. Does that skip? Milkshake. Victor Willis. Oh yeah, he wrote he wrote it, but he's not. I don't think he's singing. Um, 
that's Victor Willis. I didn't realize it till I until I heard it again, and I was like, oh, that sounds like Victor Willis. And I checked, and it it it's is. Him. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, interesting. So this is a song about how when kids come home from school, <laughs> they need something. They need energy. They, they need, need energy. calories. They need vitality. And the best after-school snack that's definitely not going to sort of put you in a sugar coma and make you kind of like uh, simultaneously over-anxious but in, unable to move is the milkshake. Yes. Um, I like that they include a recipe. Um, yeah. Let's see, where is it? I Jump to recipe. Here. here we go. You see, it's not very hard to make. Add some ice cream and blend... You will have yourself a great... Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Just get a glass of milk. You see, it's not very hard to make. Add some ice cream and blend. You will have yourself a great milkshake. So... Yeah. When it is time for lunch, a milkshake goes with your sandwich. Oh, my God. Yes, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) There's nothing better than um, just carbo-loading with a milkshake and a sandwich. <laughs> uh, Maddie, do you like milkshakes? Um, only if they're... Is it Rihanna? Shit. No. Is that song about blowjobs? I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. Could it be um, about all sorts of things. Who knows? Yeah, those things. Um, you, don't like, you don't like milkshakes? I don't really do the dairy. Well, do you, do you, ha- do you go to burgerville and get a bliss shake yes i do i love that the vegan ones are the same price as the dairy ones they're the same price they're so what what flavor do you get um i mean the chocolate hazelnut is pretty much the go-to they have some like fun holiday flavors i often get portland cold brew oh well i'm also not one to really drink coffee either oh that's true yeah i wonder how much caffeine is actually in it yeah i don't know um i really like milkshakes I mean, milkshakes are good. Milkshakes are good. Um, There's this place called Steak and Shake. And I would go there on the way home from work sometimes because I had this 15-minute walking commute, which I really miss. It was so great to have to walk somewhere for 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. like there and back for work. I don't miss having that job. Uh, But my walking commute was great, and I would often on the way home. I would often stop at Steak and Shake and I would get like a big old milkshake and then I would just drink it on the way home. And it was like a secret That's treat. That's great. Ah, just for you. Just and your wife me. never knew about it. Yep. Um, <laughs> Definitely uh, orderly eating. <laughs> Nothing wrong with secret treats. Ordered eating. Yes. Um, <laughs> this This song just like makes me think so much about who do the village people think they are? Like, <laughs> not 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 a sense of like they are being presumptuous or something, but more in a sense of like, what is this band? Who is it for? What types of songs do they write? Because it seems like it started with um, these two French guys from Algeria, French Algerians, being like, "Hey, these gays seem like they have some money. Let's see if I wonder if we uh-huh. could just like." Um, take some of their money (laughs) from them um, by pandering uh, to them. And then 
it seems like some people were just like, no, on the other hand, um, it's a song. It's, they're like a novelty band song. Like they're a band right. for novelty songs. And I wonder if they didn't, you know, like if they were counting on tr- having like a niche uh, audience and then they got more popular and they're like, oh, I guess we better start making uh, as broad and palatable stuff as possible. Yeah. I guess. Well, I'm excited for sex on the phone, sex over the phone, whatever oh it's called. Oh, I know you, we have some fun wow. stuff coming You're so up. Forward. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I I want them to get back to their obscurity so they can get gay again. Yeah. Right. I don't know if we're gonna get that. Yeah, I don't know. It's too bad because. I mean, they did go back. The thing is, they did go back to their obscurity, Cameron. And they, yeah, but are they going to go back to their roots? No, they're not. <laughs> you don't think that's... Cameron, that, we... <laughs> I think we've got a preview from the Christmas album that we covered. Well, but I think that was like a return to Victor Willis. We still haven't really gotten... Like, this is a film. That's like a weird... Like, what what are their next couple albums going to look like? That's the thing. That's a good I, I'm point. still holding out a little bit of hope because it's n- not films. Mm-hmm. They've bounced their blank check with this film. Absolutely. And uh, there's no Victor Willis. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll return to doing some gay stuff. Yeah, I mean, they do. I mean, they do start getting more raunchy with this, the album titles with Sex Over the Phone, like you said which is their last studio album, except for the Christmas albums. So, yeah, I don't know. We've got Renaissance, Fox in the Box, and Sex on the Sex Over the Phone left. Okay, let's look at let's look at some some song titles for okay, Renaissance. I'm going to look at that real quick. Okay, I'm going to look at Fox in the Box. Do you want to spend the night? No. Five o'clock I mean, in the yes. morning. Oh. Oof. Fireman. Oh. Jungle City. Oh. Action Man. Big Ooh. Mac. Diet and food fight. Hmm. Those all sound really fun. Those all half of those sound very gay. Um, yeah, yeah, fun and gay. Let's talk about Fox on the Box. Oh no, that's guy. when Victor Willis comes back. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and these these song titles don't look as fun. But what about yeah. Sex Over the Phone? And then that's the last one. That's the last one. Um, and that I think one, that also has okay. Victor Willis on it still. It, Maybe not. Oh my god. Oh no, it does. And they totally got New does. York City on it again. There's uh, a song called Power of the Night. Ooh, there's a song called I Won't Take No for an Answer. And a song called Just Give Me What I Want. Uh, oh no. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, hang, so hang on. Maybe, Sex Over the Phone has yet another new lead singer, Ray Stevens. Oh, okay. Um Wow. So yeah, Willis just comes back for one album and Oh my god, this is um, so not interesting, but elaborate. <laughs> elaborate, but not interesting. The story of the village people. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's be done. Let's be done. This has been our most fun and interesting episode. Thanks for joining us if this is your first time. I'm sorry. The last couple have been a little bit rough. Sorry. Yeah. We're just we're slogging through. It's getting a, a bit perfunctory. It's starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, this is kind of how I started feeling with like Smash Mouth and ICP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
Anyhow, thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Um, you can go to our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. You can support the show in a number of different ways. You can write us a review on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, I guess. I think you can rate it on Spurtifer also. Um, share the show. Tell people about it. Um, and uh, if you want to support us even more directly, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Kick us a few bucks every month, um, starting at just $2. Uh, you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show we do called What's in the Box Weekly. This week, I talked about the fucking awesome movie Cruella, and Cameron talked about... Glass onions. Glass onions. As a concept. It's a synonym for the balls. Because they, they're so fragile. They hurt when you hit them. And they make you cry. And they make you cry. <laughs> you got it. Um, speaking of supporters, I don't know if I've announced um, our, our new supporter because Ooh. it went to my spam filter for whatever reason. Um, unless I did, uh, unless I did announce it and just, um, forgot. Give uh, him another shout out. <laughs> Brendan Kent, you may I believe. Have, you may have mentioned Did that. I? Okay. Well, I found it <laughs> in the spam I and know. I was like, huh. That, thanks, Brendan. That, thanks, Brendan. Yes. Um, the other thing you should do while well, I'm telling you what to do, listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. Get Up in the Cool. There will be a link in the show notes. It's about... Old, mostly old-time fiddle and banjo music. Um, not always fiddle and banjo, but that's the archetypal thing you might think of. That kind of thing. That kind you of know. thing. Tunes. Songs. Um, it's great. It's a fun time and a good hang, and it has great music. So thanks for being with us, y'all. Until next week, I've been Maddie Hunt, and I'm the final back tier. And I've been Cameron DeWitt, and that's a lot to unchew. <laughs>